Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Along around that country, Johnny. And the women look so fine. Oh, they do. Not a one Go ahead, man. The way you move touch my mind. 1977, rated extraordinary. You know who it is. It's the philosopher of soul, Johnny Taylor. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour, and I'm just waiting for the chorus because it's still catchy to this day. No booted, like your booted, baby. Go ahead, man. Got the best in the world. Got the Ric Flair drip on, I see. Oh, yeah. Oh, in the house, Brandon. What's going on? And Mr. Spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, my roommate Andrew found this yesterday. It's called Not Just Another Booty Song. You can't really find it uh, on streaming services. You can't find this album. You can find it on YouTube. But not as a single song. The album is Rated Extraordinaire, 1977. Wow. Well, and there's one song on here. It's like Your Love is X-Rated. And X stands for Extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Extraordinary. Yeah. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything changed. The, the, the society's going to hell. Yeah, what is this? like? Uh-huh. They just worded it differently. Well, this 40 years ago? 41 years ago? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It puts me in such a good mood. And uh, I'm already in weekend mode. Because wow. I'm I'm traveling to Atlanta in the morning. Oh, Shout okay. out to Infusion Cryo Center. Congrats. Uh, I'm going to get frozen with the ever so awesome and probably yeah the ever so awesome and lovely Lori will probably be there. Okay. Um, okay. And talk to her for three minutes. Get frozen. Go fill up the car with gas. Make sure to save that receipt. You know, and head uh, over to Atlanta to stand at the Hyatt Regency. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, the whole $14 in the tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on that carb now. Well, I'm I'm a Costco member. So it's it's amazing the savings on premium gas. It's pretty awesome. Wow. Not trying to give them too much of a plug, but it's just the truth. Um it's it's not too bad. And uh, the car ride over, I'm trying to decide what should I listen to? Podcast or some Johnny Taylor or some more Saxon. You you just you just you just quit the conversation right there. Unless you follow that question with Johnny Taylor or Bobby Womack. Okay. Uh, that's okay. done. All right. All right. Well, uh, and I'm going to be on a panel Friday morning. So what's the panel going to be about? I am part of their this conference. It's called FEECON, F-E-E-CON. It's for the Foundation for Economic Education. They're the oldest free market 
think tank in the nation, founded in 1946, I believe, 46. They really cut their teeth taking on the commies, you know? When the commies, you know, had the Soviet Union, and there was this big fight between essentially two empires that denied being empires, the United States in this corner, the Soviet Union in that corner. And uh, they really stood up for free markets, entrepreneurship, and generally a free society. Uh, Leonard Reed, their current president is Larry Reed. I interviewed him a week or two ago, and that'll be the replay, I believe, for tomorrow night or Friday. Uh, where he took on uh, socialism. And I have to say, their work there in terms of economics is great, but I love their approach generally to society. Like, Leonard Reed had a saying in two words, anything peaceful. That's it? Anything peaceful is allowed. That's awesome. <laughs> and then they... Easy. Easy. You know the old American rallying cry, don't tread on me? Some <laughs> people have changed it to don't tread on anyone. I like that. I like that, too. But essentially, this conference has several tracks where if you are an attendee, most of the people attending will be college students or just getting out of college. And so they can pick a different track. They can pick more like a technology track where they can learn about, you know, cryptography and cryptocurrency, blockchain, tech, what's going on with seasteading. I've had the pleasure of interviewing Joe Quirk from the Seasteading Institute. They're actually about to start building these man-made islands. They're essentially sovereign in uh, the waters of French Polynesia. They've contracted out, so it'll almost be like its own little man-made nation. They're colonizing or uh, settling the oceans, which is pretty fascinating stuff. So you could do a track like that sort of technology. You could do one that's more like economics, you know, hardcore economics, say you are a business major or an entrepreneur, and so there are tracks for inspiration, what it means to be an entrepreneur entrepreneur in this day and age, you know, some practical things like, Lawrence, I'm not on any of those. I'm on the creative arts track, and so I will do a panel, I think, at 10.30 Friday morning, where essentially they're going to be talking about, okay, how did you get into this career of yours? Now, they actually... How sweet of them. They sent some of the questions beforehand. Oh, that's cool. So I kind of wanted to uh, pose one of them, because I think this is a damn good question. Okay. That I could answer in all sorts of ways. What do you think about the role, if any, luck has played in your success? Do people need to be lucky to make it? Do we just get one quote-unquote big break, and that's it? That's the question. Oh, that's a good one. I like that because I'm all I'm all kinds of lucky. <laughs> so you believe in in Lady Fortuna? Right? Yeah, uh, I don't smoke the cheap cigarettes. I smoke Pall Mall, but uh, yeah, it's all <laughs> luck is great and mojo, man. If you do good things, good things happen, and uh, just keep your eyes on the prize. Never never lose it. And um, and like I've I've had opportunities. I love doing this. I, I love sitting here and doing this, and I've had an opportunity to do it numerous times over the years, and I just, the time was not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, it hit right when I needed it to. Okay. So I just really worked at it. So when you look at your life in general, do you say that life is mostly, like the old saying, I don't know how far back it goes, fortune favors the bold. Or do you think we're kind of, because there is an argument here. That are we kind of in the the winds of change and luck and the fates play tricks on us and we're kind of at their mercy or do you think there is uh, the ability to go out and change the world and sort of take on 
things outside of your control. What test of life, man? That's what that is. Hmm. Test, and I, I just, I, I'm just doing it, you know. Just and then f- just keep at it, and um, just keep doing, and keep the eyes on the prize. And then maybe it could be a thousand, could be ten thousand. For who knows? It could grow into like a huge thing, you know. Yeah. But I mean, hey, who knows? Just run with it. So, what about you, Brandon? What would you say? How how do you think of the role of luck in your life? If it's played any role, or if it's been, you know, good luck, bad luck, that's sort of the chance, the roll of the dice. Well, for any person, I think it's fifty fifty. But in America, especially, I think it depends. I hate to say it, it depends on your race, hmm. creed, sex, and stuff like that. Because the the dynamics of America have changed. You know, if you're young single, female, you can pretty much take over a city if you know what you're doing. <laughs> and if you... No, and, man, and, young... Wait, I thought, they were still being, I thought they were still being oppressed by the patriarch. <laughs> by, by, by the patriarch? Well, you know what I'm saying? If, if you look at it, the average income for most females, yeah, it's still below males, but... More females have jobs than men. Well, and if you look at the numbers for people around our age and younger, the, the women are doing better. Oh, of course. Like most of them. Bravo, go for it. I like, want to like, know like, how many times they got fired. Well, but, but see, <laughs> wait, 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 wait <laughs> of course you did. Wait, 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 wait a minute. But, but we talked about this. Me and Joey talked about this yeah. when I said that the economy does not affect women the same way it does men. A woman could lose a job today and have another one two days from now. Oh, no doubt. A guy. It may take him two months, depending on his skill set and what have you. Work ethic. No. Yes. No. That's how. That's the only way I've made it. Oh, it looks like we have the makings of an argument here, ladies and gentlemen. Wait wait a minute. But let let me ask you this. A woman with no skill, basically an education in a certain area or anything like that, can do almost any job. Like any kind of clerical job. She doesn't have to have clerical experience. But you, you have to have two years of typing class to get that same job. If a mom and pop business will hire you, most mom and pop businesses like next couple of weeks is going to be summertime. You're going to have a lot of fluctuation of jobs and a lot of mom and pop businesses are going to be looking for secretaries and stuff like that. Just me saying the word secretary, you automatically think of what? A woman, not a man. All right. All right. So I see where you're coming from. That is. So let me get the bottom line. You feel like luck is can be based off identity and the shifting changes that culture emphasizes who should you know, kind of get the, oh, the oh, hand yeah. like, like Like right now with the Me Too movement and everything, mm-hmm. this is the time to be a woman okay. and to be in the workplace. Right. It's like, okay, not only can you not look at me, can I touch me, um, I'm running this. All right. All I right. can go to community classes and over the next two years when I graduate, I'm going to be running this. And that's that's the way it is right now. But it seems like from where Seth's coming from, it's like, okay, that let's grant what you're saying, but certain women will do better than others. And is it a degree of how hard they work or how smart they work? Or is it maybe a combination of, like, they can work real hard, they can work real smart... And uh, you're, you're doing the little twirly fingers around your face. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they like how you look. What, what, exactly. What was the What was the old saying? Marsha, 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 Marsha. Okay, so people who have good looks. Come on now. Okay. Come on. Hey man, man all I can say is I I think you're 
point of view is that whole Detroit point of view. You know what I'm saying? Because we in Bama, okay? You know how it is here? It's <laughs> <laughs> We in Bama. All right, we in Bama, okay? Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. I, you I'm, know how it is It's not, uh, what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, work ethic is a thing, because we're down here, and working hard is, I mean, the harder you work, people get more likely to give you a chance. This tan that I have, I'm, it's not natural. Well, 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 well but, see, but see, this is the thing. You know where I work at. Yeah, I know where you work you've at. Been, you've been Good to my job. sweaty. Yeah, yeah, but you've been in the office part, too. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. The body shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. See, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the first thing in the morning. Oh, my. There's something we just said that I don't think we can share. Well, it's also, on the inside. I was going to say that um, you said you think of, you say secretary, you think of woman. Mm-hmm. You say secretary, do you think of me? Exactly. I am the secretary. This secretary got fired. I said, don't hire another one. I got this. You know why? Because she was pretty idiot. Yeah. Well, well, you know, well, I don't well, care if she's pretty or ugly. She was an idiot. Well, well, that's just like not even not even ten years ago when you said the word nurse, you thought of this nice woman, old yeah. woman in a pink gown that would come. No, in I and thought just... of a young hot woman. I want my well, nurses. Actually, no, and I think of mom. Oh no! <laughs> see, see, no! See, see. We're, we're, that joke went sideways. We're, we're, that we're, went sideways quickly. We're, we're, we're talking oh, about no. when you're sick and at the worst point in your life. You don't yeah. want a good-looking nurse to come in. That's just like when you when you get. I kind of do. No, when you get the sports physical, that is the only time you want the good-looking no, nurse. See, to I'm come gonna in. argue with you on this. I, you know, to help with luck, good luck, bad luck. If I'm down and out, and you know, I'm probably looking bad. I look a little gaunt. I haven't slept very well. I probably have, like, bodily fluids coming out of my face. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not doing well. Not doing well. I would love to have the sexiest nurse who's also caring, empathetic, skilled (laughs) at her trade. To look past the, the broken down, dilapidated facade that is me when I am sick. This and I want her to see through that and go, there's a good guy under there. Now, there's now, a, he now, can be worked up. Now, and then we build this loving relationship wait, 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 over wait, 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 time as she nurses me back to health. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, now, how are you going to get married? Now, now, Seth, now, Seth, now you say I watch too many romantic comedies. You watch them. He lives them. No, I do not. You're right. You're right. I, I live the You're romantic right. tragedies. What, yeah. I mean, and uh, uh, the dramas that he watches are the same as what you live. Okay. okay. I, yes. I can accept that. But but back to what we were saying. With luck, yeah. Yeah. What, as far as luck. I like the thing you said about bold. Fortune favors the bold. Because the um, you have to not be afraid. You have to take that step. Because if you don't take that step, then that is what stops you. Yeah. And then you'll never know if in it, uh, I don't, luck has something to do because you can't get lucky if you don't try. Well, and I would say a lot of the why we, the world in general, has changed and become richer and things have happened and changed a lot in the last 200 years is because of a different mentality about the possibility of changing your station. Or like one of my favorite movies is A Night's Tale, Change Your Stars. And not everybody can go from being a peasant in a caste system to being a knight 
because they conceal their identity. But here's my point is if you look back, like way back to like the Greeks, their mentality was things don't change. People's position doesn't change. Well, but at at the same time, when you just mentioned what you mentioned in Night's Tale, yeah, but the movie I'm thinking of is She's All That, where you take the nerdy girl and make her look good and everybody treated her differently. Everybody... Mm -hmm. You know, cater to her. But that's the and, and that's, that's the moral of Greece too. And, and, like that, Sunday, and, Sunday. And, and, and you know what? That's life in an antithesis. Because you you take the girl who was the ugly duckling in high school. Fast forward two years after a little bit of college and a little bit of makeup she's working tips. Working out, yeah, exactly. She's looking good, exactly. Now she now can go out. she's a home run because she's got the personality and the looks. But then well, you what know, did I just say? What did I just you, say? But, Not even an hour ago. Looks. Yeah, but wait, is that what stopped Hillary Clinton? Yes. Really? I was making a joke, but... No, no, no. Think about it. The pantsuits, that's... that's And actually, I don't think this is a sexist double standard. I think ugly men don't do as well in politics of TV and... Well, well, you you just mentioned... As somewhat standardly attractive men. Well, well, you, you just mentioned Hillary Clinton. Think about how her husband got in. Come on now. He's charming, yeah. Yeah, and that's another way of saying what? That a lot of women in the audience find him attractive. Exactly. Same thing with JFK. Found before she sucked the life out of him. Yeah. Mm. He looks a little skeletal. Oh, I'm still skeletal. alive. No, 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 no. I'm still alive. They're getting on him. He's gonna be. I've dead told soon. you my opening line. Before. Well, well, but you when know I what? Meet, when I meet these European, uh, what do they call adult film actresses? Uh, my opening line is, "You should go back where I live or where I come from, Arkansas." And I still live there. I got a little penthouse over, over my library. Yeah, I read a lot of books. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, you wouldn't believe Arkansas has the biggest melons in the world. We had cantaloupe. Let's, let's, but but you know but you Water know what <laughs> you know what that's that's just like America's obsession <laughs> with the Kennedys, you know JFK. Yes, they will not let that go. It's so many docu series on JFK, and that's why JFK was a good looking guy. Him and his brother. I think all these things you're saying play into how people judge you and success and, and, success and opportunities certainly, um, but. Also, it, there can be downsides. Like, I was reading something the other day that uh, good-looking people can sometimes, for certain jobs, be turned down. Especially if, like, a boss feels threatened by somebody. Well, that person's too good-looking. They're going to get too much attention. Confidence. Well, well, uh, no, no, no. It's not that. It's the rare case where you have a female boss looking for a worker, and the young female comes in for the job, and it's like, no. There's that, uh, definitely that. There's the caddy competition thing. But the study also said it happens to men. If it's a young, good-looking guy, and it's not like a competition the same way women compete, but if it is a, like, this guy's, he's too big for his britches. He's too confident. He's he's getting too much attention too quickly. And and my community, we call that hating. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of hating. Yeah, I, I feel the pain on that. I I grew a little confidence, and then, I mean, I always have been like this and around the wrong. Not people, just people not like me, and they didn't understand me, so I've been a threat, and I've been beat up a lot because I'm threatening. You know, right, right. Well, and you can take any angle, and you can play it to your advantage, in my opinion. I think you can take oh, yeah. whatever position and play it to your advantage. My point of view on luck is. You do what you will, and the fates will decide at the end of the day. You can 
work your hardest you can be attractive have all the advantages in life find it amazing success and then like the next day you get hit by a bus and killed i mean stuff like that does happen well, i mean there yeah. there are crazy situations where you don't know what's going to happen the next day well and no no one knows what their day holds you know, you just wake up and and work it the best way you can, and at the at the same time, like like I said, you know, looks play a part into it because there's a reason that like women who are successful when they're young, because that's the whole thing. They build their success when they're young. That way, when they're older, okay, now I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to be makeup and perfect to work in this environment now. Now I'm making the decisions on who gets hired. And that's where a lot of companies are changing their views now. I think also society is changing, as you mentioned earlier. I think actually the Me Too movement, the Time's Up thing, is a sign that there are um, more opportunities because people are speaking up. Just the fact that you're being able to speak up and that you're being listened to uh, is a sign that, well, definitely something has changed there. Some of it's technology. You can use the Internet. Or before, newspapers were controlled. Media outlets were more controlled. They're still controlled, but there's ways to make inroads around them. And I don't know. I, I look, though, and say that it doesn't... And it's a good thing. You don't have to be, like, the, a supermodel in order to... Uh, in order to make it in this world. And to reach the heights of... Whatever it is. And that's the interesting word. It also, success is, I think, one of those weasel words. Like, how are you going to define success? Well, at, at mean the, being CEO and having millions of dollars? It's a personal thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, but, it's but, like being happy. But, but you know what? I, I want to say, in some cases, the, usually the rule is the, the better looking you look, the less, the less you have to put into working to be successful. Mm-hmm. Because a lot, some things are handed to you. Yeah, I see. Some, I don't care what you look like. It's what the words coming out see, of your see, mouth when you talking to see, me. See, see, <laughs> see. Oh, I agree with you. But there. but what what did you just say? What your opinion is? Yeah. Most guys. Yeah, you're right. Do not think like you. Well, no, and there is an advantage. I'll pay attention to somebody if I find them more attractive. I will. Exactly. But, Give more but of a chance. Also, at first. also, there's that thing as you just said, Seth. If somebody is a, a dumb as a rock. It's like I don't want to date a pet rock. Yeah. I can go buy a pet rock. You I give can her go more forage of a chance. for a pet rock. Give her more of a chance because she's pretty, you know. But then no, stupid, but stupid words come out, and then that chance just went away. Yeah, I mean, guys are more complicated than I think we're giving credit. I think we are. Not, not really. Guys, are, guys <laughs> no, 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 no. Here, here's, here's the simplification. Guys are overly simple. Women are overly complicated. The ones that make it work are the ones that find the balance in between. Okay. When a woman can dumb herself down and a man can smarten himself up, they meet in the middle. Right. Now the now the bad part about that is most young women haven't learned how to do that yet, which is why most relationships don't work out when they're young. When women have had time to be around men and to age up a little bit, that's when you get the connection. I don't know, but also I think the older I get, um I don't have the same weird standards I did when certainly when I was 14 or whatever. Well, it's just course. hitting puberty. And, like, certainly when I was well, 18, well, 19, well, 20. Well, well, well the, thing, the uh, thing is you had those 90s movies that confused you like My Girl because mm-hmm. you actually thought life was like that. And it's I don't not. remember My Girl. Macaulay Culkin dies. Bee stings. <laughs> no, it wasn't a bee. It was wasp. 
Wasp I Nest. I don't really yeah, remember that movie. Hornet Nest. Yeah, was Anna Chumsley was in that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but she yeah. was like, "Wow, she's hot." He died like five minutes into it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kissed him, and now he's dead. I was like, "Wow, that that just really wow. changed instantly." True life, right there, man. Exactly. Yeah. I just, like I just said, kinda, like blink of an eye, you could flip a van and not die. You know, and I, man, it. I, but here, I want to ask it this way: like the mentality in this song. Like nobody, like your booty, baby. You're a special kind of girl. And I want to ask: Are there women out there today in music who can don't say literally that same thing? They're not like singing about dudes' booties, but like who are behaving in that way? Like I'm the powerful one here. I'm the alpha. I'm the one in charge. Would you say that, that exists today? Well, we can answer that when we come back. Okay. Good idea. That's what we call a tease, ladies and gentlemen. I think luck plays a role. I think every show displays how luck plays a role. You, But fortune benefits the ball, favors the ball. Exactly. And essentially, if you put yourself out there and you take a chance, sometimes it works beautifully. And you listen to what other people say and you bounce off each other. And there's an element of luck to that. But you have to take the chance. Got to do it. Take the step. You got to take the chance. And do if you it. never take the chance, you'll regret it. Screw luck. Yep. You got to take that first step. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Sing it, Stephanie. Sing it! Something that she told me stayed in my head all night long. You wanted me. Teddy coming in. My love is in your head. On this luck question, I think it can be like a love affair. You put yourself out there. You might get lucky. I don't mean just getting laid. <laughs> But you might get lucky and, like, it's somebody you really connect with. You can have a deep, I think, meaningful relationship with. But sometimes you put yourself out there and it's like, damn, that person is malevolent. That person is borderline. You get run over sometimes. Yeah. But you always start off with no in your pocket. Right. So, I mean, I, I tend to think I'd answer this luck question, like, where we ended. The break. It's like, okay, luck plays a role. There are things outside of all of our control yeah, in different and, ways. And you were mentioning, like, has the dynamic changed? Like, yeah, well, have, women can now, you know, dominate, so to speak, well, be alphas. And, and you look yeah. at... If she like, wants like, to be. Exactly. Like, I look at the... <laughs> like, we was talking about this off-air. The, the singer uh, SZA, she has a hit called uh, The Weeknd. Where she talks about being a side chick. Mm -hmm. You know, she says, you're like nine to five. 
I'm the weekend. Mm-hmm. Make him lose his mind every weekend. You can have him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Just send him my way on the weekend. I'm saying, well, okay. Mm, nah, man. See, but is she really in charge there? Exactly. Well, she's taking charge of being the side chick. She's like, okay, I'm the side chick. I accept it. Whatever. Yeah, and he acts like, oh, yeah, well, you're in charge. <laughs> yeah, I'll do whatever you say, baby. Well, yeah, but then you, but then you got another Friday, singer. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, 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 but you got another singer talking about eating like his yeah, groceries. Yeah, you know? we can, yeah. Uh, it, it's Please yeah. I think the, I think the tables have turned in many ways, and for all the complaining, like you can't say anything, you can't be who you want to be. Yeah, you can. Oh man, it's just that they're going to be what did we say earlier, haters. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. so like if you expect to go through life, whether you're down and out or you're on the top of the mountain. They're going to be haters either way. And oh, all oh, ones oh, in yeah, between. Either, either. Now, now that's that, that I do is. agree with. That's oh. just how it is. And you have and to then face sometimes that. sometimes it's one of those things where you just met that person and you hate them. Mm-hmm. For no reason yep. at all. And you, you know it's going to be the other way around, too. I mean, most of the time... I, everybody I meet, I like. And if I don't like you, normally there's something wrong with you. Or you just give me that vibe where I just don't like you. <laughs> See, yeah, I mean, that, that happens. It doesn't happen to me that often, to be yeah, honest. Not much, I kinda, but it does. Well, what happens to me, and I'm on this new kick where I'll see somebody, and I try to, th- like, somebody's really successful, and think, how did they get there? Not, like, each practical step, but what were they like when they were 10? What were they like when they were a stupid teenager? With all the hormones rushing through their body. I mean, what was it? And what are they like when they let their hair down at home and they relax? Are they actually happy? I mean, I think a lot goes into it. I like to try to look. I'm not great at it. I'm not perfect. But, like, I try to think if somebody calls up and gives a nasty phone call. It's like, what's that person going through today? Why? Because, I mean, sometimes I say stupid crap. But, like, sometimes it's. I can tell it's not coming from just what I said. There's something else going on mm-hmm. that I trigger, that I hit on. So I also the big biggest thing that's happened to me in my life, the most influential thing, was watching my mom, who by every stretch of the imagination was an idealist, a perfectionist, almost to a fault, where mm-hmm. nothing was ever good enough, like nothing ever reached her standards, and. She did almost everything by the book. Here's what you do that's correct. You know, and she was a big health nut, all these things. And to see that person who is like the dynamo, the engine of your family, lose her hair, slowly lose her mind, and die, it's like, what the hell? That's not fair. Mm -mm. And I kind of came to a realization of even when things like that happen, you have to find... Uh, the beauty and the tragedy. You have to face twisted, tragic turns in life well, and not just wallow in looking up above. I, I think it's dangerous when something bad's happening. You'll look up and you go, why? And you're not a why that's not actually looking for an answer. Falls into a hole. Yeah, you will keep sinking and sinking and sinking. And though it can be cruel, unfair, you have to be able to pick yourself up and kind of face Anything that comes your way. doesn't mean you always succeed. You might trip and fall, but it's yeah. about how you face that fate. Now, but at, at the same time, you know, like you said, when people question things, I think that's 
the one area that organized religion can kind of help because oh, it, yeah. gives, it gives you something to ground yourself absolutely and something bigger than yourself to believe in when sure. tragedies like that happen oh yeah i always used my cronies <laughs> i did well, no boys, you man. the friends this yeah. is what this is how i think about it okay you uh i'll meet some girl okay and then we'll be together for a while and i start wa- walking up this figurative ladder okay it's a six foot ladder i get all the way to the top of the ladder and then she does some crazy stuff that i don't like and when Seth don't like something he gives you a chance or two but then he just jumps off the ladder and starts back over and that's what i do i will give him everything has a girl ever broken up with you for talking in the third person <laughs> no, like like no, Bob, no. like Bob. Oh, well, no, I think it's endearing, actually. Well, I'm just I'm t- telling a story. Yeah, yeah. No, a, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm, giving I'm, you. I'm just teasing you, boo. How <laughs> sensitive. All right, but anyway, I I mean, you get you 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 take your stuff, you leave, and you start over, and that is just the it it that's pretty down there. And then sometimes you'll get worse, you know. And then it's just always hey. It could be worse, you know, no matter where you're at. It could always be worse. you got to be positive, and then eventually you'll start feeling better. Well, the only way I know to, like, because I was raised in the church, so that's kind of what I fall back on right. in my hard times. You know, because I come from a family full of pastors. Yeah. So it's just kind of, that's just kind of what I've always did to kind of fall on things. See, I, I didn't fall back on my faith because um, I, I didn't feel like it gave me the solace I was seeking. Um, for me, and I, I did my mother's eulogy, the way I put it in the eulogy is though she's gone, I guess in a phrase, eternity is now. It's not something we starts after we die. It's, if eternity is eternity, it's always ongoing, and we're in the middle of it. And so all those moments, she did amazing things for me, shaped me, who I am today, in ways I can't even really know. Some ways I can, some ways, I mean, how the hell can he even know? Uh, those moments will always have happened, is the way I would put it. Yeah. And, like, nobody, not even if I become, like, some drug addict, drunk, and become miserable, a miserable person, I can't take away those moments. It will always be there. Uh, maybe you can look back and say, look at what you've wasted your life with this great start you were given. But you still can't take away that love that will always have been there. And that, I think that's that is really that thought when it hit me gave me the most solace. Well, one of the things I think is like when someone leaves, you know, or dies, yeah. if you if you want to say it. Sure. I believe that the deeds of your life are reflected in those that you leave behind. I agree. You know, uh, the lessons that you taught, the type of people they uh, turn out to be. You know, all of that plays a part. In stuff in stuff that you've taught. Oh yeah, I I completely agree. But I want to um, go to a different question because they they were so kind. Thank you, Sean. You gave me all the questions so I get to think about it on my ride up there. That's good, okay. Man. okay. As I listen to No Booty Like Your Booty, baby, oh, yeah. I'm going to be thinking of this question. What one piece of advice would you give your younger self when you first started out? What do you know now that you wish you knew then? So I'll put it this way, so it's not career-specific. Go back 10, 12 years ago. What do you know now? What advice would you give to that young Seth, young Brandon, 10 years ago? Um, basically, tougher skin. Don't be afraid to take chances and to take care of yourself. Mm. Because that was something I... 
have been guilty of not always doing. Like self-destructive behavior or uh, just no. letting it go by the wayside? Well, no, taking care of others before I take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And you're the it's, it's something, yeah, I'm the oldest, so I've, it kind of fell on me. And you're the martyr. It, yeah, yeah. To, to an extent. I hear you. And I'm, I'm getting back, but if I had to go back and tell myself anything, it would definitely be that. What about you, Seth? What would you tell young Seth? Two things. Okay. Two things. Okay. okay. Number one, quit drinking, you big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get what you want if you just stop drinking, you big idiot. Because I drank for 10 years. I, I mean, I could have drank for three or four and been just fine. But, hey, whatever. It you happens. went down that hole. Number two. Number two. You're going to flip a van one day. <laughs> and it will change your life. <laughs> yeah, it will put stuff in perspective. I cleaned out the van today, and I it really did put stuff in perspective. I'm a little happier, man. No. Your death experience, boom, baby. No, the the way I will, uh, I'll probably put this on the panel, and the way I think about not only this job, but my life, is it's not about winning. I mean, it is about being the best you can be. But what I mean, it's not about winning, is in politics especially, there's always arguments. And and sometimes in relationships, people think of it that way. Like, hmm, I feel like this person's not on the same page as me. I'm going to end it before it gets real bad. I mean, it's not about winning and self-preservation and looking yourself good. That's foolish pride. What it is about at the end of the day is understanding and trying to find a love for another person. Because, I mean, we can do happy talk. All we want that I love everybody? No, you don't. You don't know everybody. So if you meet people, especially people who are very different from you, imagine somebody from a completely different culture. What would it take to not only understand them, but to actually approach something that you could call love? And then, especially with this job, there, like I said, all these arguments. And I thought it's like, oh, it's about the ideology. It's about uh, the facts of the news. It's mm-hmm. about arguing those to the best of my ability and you know defeating my enemies. No, it's not. It's about kind of what the show has become over the last several months. It, you could hear it from the beginning of the show. I was doing a lot of interviews by myself over the phone. I was still doing when this show was just on Saturdays, kind of these long-winded, self-abusing... Rants. Yeah, it was masturbatory. Um, Essentially, monologue. And sometimes rants. And I still like to do those shows if appropriate. But I learned this show and any show like this itself is an opportunity. Yeah. It's a hotbed for opportunity. It allows me the opportunity, from a selfish point of view, to meet people like and you two. To learn about and things. all sorts of other people I've brought on the show. It, it's an opportunity to actually connect with people and to learn. I, I would tell my young self, you really are going through a sophomoric phase. And the greatest wisdom you will gain is the older you get, the less you know. Yeah, like, exactly. the world gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you might find a way to better orient yourself. Like, you just said it. Like, stop drinking, you bum. Yeah. It's going to hurt you. Stop being the martyr for other people. Take care of yourself a little bit first before 
you try to save everybody else or work exactly. for others. Exactly. And there, you gain little bits of wisdom along the way, but I'm sure there are things in our futures that we don't expect that we might not handle perfectly. And so it's it's that little bit of, I don't know, uncertainty, I think, is the key. Um, and that makes so life. In uncertainty, don't try to rule the world, save the whole world, win every damn political argument. First look to a love and understand. Well, understand before you love, because if you're loving something without understanding it, what the hell are you doing? Well, 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 you think about it when we come into the world. I mean, we don't know our parents, but we grow to love them because mm-hmm. that's the face that I see every day. That's yep. the one that's completely smiling at me. That's the one that's feeding me. Oh, that's the one that's clothing me. And over the years, you find different reasons, but nobody, com- everybody comes into the world as a blank slate. For the most part, I think. Yeah. For the most part. I think you're, you're blank slate. Although there's some, I don't know, I think there are some people who unfortunately are a little off. Just a little, And I'm not talking about people who have, you know, handicaps and those type of challenges. I mean, like, when you look at a Charles Manson, was that an environmental thing? Yeah. I didn't think I'd end yeah, the show by mentioning Yeah, he was like eight or something. Yeah, that was environmental. Yeah. That makes sense. And that is, that's a speaks the truth of what you're saying. If you're not taken care of, if you don't help somebody... I was talking about this last night. Really cool studies they do with mice, rats, where they... You know, it's kind of through that water feeder you'll see in, like, hamster and gerbil cages. Yeah. They'll put cocaine in the water. And they used to think, oh, it's just incredibly addictive. It's always addictive. You'll never get them off cocaine once it's introduced into the environment. Well, what they found is, no, that was because you're putting them in a cage with no other rats and nothing else. Their life, their existence is miserable. So they're going to look for an out to feel comfortable. If you make their habitat, their environment, uh, well, somewhat enjoyable. I don't really know what mice and rats like. But, you know, it's... A wheel. For me, think of like Happy Gilmore's Happy Place. Like a hot chick in lingerie carrying mugs of beer or maybe something else. Like, you know, Mm, sacks of it. And, uh, you know, there's like a little person riding on a tiny unicycle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and okay. Then, and, then and, so, it, and then it's Chubbs playing the piano. Yeah. <laughs> I just want Chubbs. Brandon to carry me around everywhere. It's all everywhere. in the hips. <laughs> it's all in the hips. But if you put the mice or the rats in an environment they enjoy, they might hit the cocaine thing once, but they don't always go back to it. They'll experiment. They'll try it. They're like, oh, what's this new thing? But... They're already fulfilled enough to where they don't have to go down that hole. Exactly. And I, I, th- I think there's a way to orient yourself that can help you take on the world without becoming too much of a hermit. Well, but at, at the same time, like we talked about this before, everybody deals with stress differently. Some people just are it. one of those people that I don't want anything to stress me out. I want life to be perfect. But that... Work that like can, that. Exactly. Every day it can is never stress. Be, it can never be. Deal with it, man. See, but because of your background, because of your teachings, because of your age, you've had time to digest that. Because you didn't always deal with it well. Exactly. None mm. of us did. As you just admitted. Yeah. 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 Well, I haven't dealt with it well. Me neither. Me neither. I will be the I first asked, to But you learn from those I things. always ask people if I ever have problems with anything, if they're growing up, I didn't know ever. So I always asked people. And I never asked two or three. I asked like ten. You know, and that's how I got a lot of the, my knowledge. I would also tell my younger self, um, and this applies to the job, do not just rely on the mind. 
Because you'll get trapped, number one. And if you neglect your body, your mind, I think, will deteriorate. Oh, quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, quickly. It doesn't mean you have to look like a model, but you should do something that takes care of your body. And that includes what you eat, uh, what form of exercise. I think that is big. Uh, Mind and body, I think, actually are about the same. Yeah, they work Your mind's not just in your skull. It's not just in the brain. It's the whole body. Like, if you have terrible pains somewhere, it's going to affect how you think and how your mood is. So, I mean, there's a lot I've learned, and I'm looking forward to I get to go corrupt the youth. That's what's Woo! up. I get, get to go corrupt the youth. Tell them what's up. Get, get to go to Atlanta, man. And That's I didn't, what's up. I didn't wear it uh, tonight, but I got a shirt that says Socrates. Got a little picture of his bust, his head. <laughs> his bosoms weren't that impressive, at least as far as we know in the historical record. And uh, it says corrupting the youth since, you know, 5th century B.C. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm definitely wearing that on the panel. We're going to have some fans. And then, of course, I'm also going to tell the young boys and girls and all those in between, we want to be respectful of the questioning these days, um, that, well, if you want to do what I do... You're talking to the Rolex! Oh no, say it, Rick. Sing it, Stephanie. Sing it, Teddy. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. It was fun. A little serious show, but all good, man. Had some fun too. You get a vacation. Congrats. Exactly. Kind of a working vacation. How I like it. Yeah.